Nick Kiprios here, and we need to talk New Energy. New Energy is a great tasting, chewable tablet I carry everywhere. Whether I'm broadcasting a late night doubleheader or going to an early morning pickup skate, New Energy is, hands down, my go to to help promote alertness, wakefulness, and relieve fatigue with only ingredients I love. Look for the orange stick at a retailer near you, or look for my webpage at getnewenergy.com slash Kiprios. That's get n-e-u-energy.com slash Kiprios. This product may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. What's up? World Hockey Report with Cody and Adam. Recording this one a little bit late. Busy weekend. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It was just the draft anyways. Nothing real crazy happened. I mean, some kids just had the biggest day of their life, but whatever. Doesn't really affect us, does it? Trout, got the kid as always. Adam Urban Trout, I guess I'll give you an introduction. Say what's up. What's up? How's it going? Going. I mean, I, I can't really complain. Come on. Summer weather. We're actually not getting rain. Got out on the golf course a lot this week. Oh, I'm getting week, a lot so. of rain here. Ooh, that sucks. We had a yeah, tornado warning, but no tornadoes yet. Yeah, that's, that's probably good there wasn't. Golf game's slowly improving. We're almost at July, so I'm not sure what the next uh, major coming up is, but maybe you'll see me on TV. The Open Championship, I think. Is it? I'm I'm not like I I'll watch golf obviously, but like I don't follow it too hardcore. Yeah, I I'm big into like the Tiger Sundays and stuff like that. Who's who's your guy for golf? Like not Tiger, it's too classic. But like who who's like who's your go to maybe betting guy? Um, I don't know. I'd say like I like Brooks. Brooks is pretty cool. Um. Like, I don't really have, like, a, a go-to guy who I'm all, like, hyped up about. Like, Ricky Fowler's cool, but he never never wins. Yeah, I feel like that Kepka guy keeps it pretty entertaining. So, not not uh, not a bad pick there. But the real, I mean, reason why we're here. Hockey stuff. It's World Hockey Report, of course. Follow us on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. The draft. I think that's a big thing. So, let's get into it. I mean, if you got to pick, I'm giving you three seconds for your answer. Who won the draft? Won the draft. Jeez. Um, I don't know. I thought like just for the first round, I thought Vegas got pretty good value with Krebs there at 17. Um, just because, and of course there's a connection. Kelly McCrimmon owns a Brandon Wheat Kings. He drafts a guy who's going to play for the Winnipeg ice next year. So, and even Krebs Achilles injury seemed to hurt him a little bit. I really like that pick. Uh, Vancouver did a good job with their pick, but then they also screwed it up with the trade um, by trading up first for JT Miller, which I'm sure we'll get into, but those were good picks. And then I kind of liked what mm, Anaheim got with Zegris, Colorado. They, they're just going to be the dynasty of the next decade by getting Byron now too to pair him with Makar. So those were a couple that I, I thought were pretty good. Okay, well, I, I mean, I told you to pick one team that won the draft, so... You clearly blew that, but whatever. I guess we might as well get into it now. You've got your winners, your losers. It's it's really hard to tell. Uh, I I think the the biggest shock, you know, everyone kind of expected the the Jack Hughes Capo Caco. Actually, well, how about that video? That Capo Caco video, dude. They had to take it down off Twitter. That's insane. I saw you retweeted it. It was honestly painful to watch. They took it down. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Jeez. It was rough, like like gun to the head, forced to say it word for word. Yeah, that's that was just weird. He's like, "Wow, it's a nice city," and just, oh man, 
Talk about someone who's like less excited to be in New York City than any other free agent or prospect ever. A lot of people say New York's pretty like overrated to live there. Like the rent's expensive. It's always so busy. It's kind of gross. Yeah, but like you could be in worse places. Let's be realistic. Would you rather, would you be more excited if you're in Edmonton walking around White Ave? Like, you know, half the places are like those safe injection sites. You got walking around Rogers. I mean, you got people chasing you. You got guys playing drums on five gallon pails. You're like, wow, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's probably everywhere. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Who's your team? Montreal. You're all pumped about Cole Caulfield. Man, I, I just I think that he dropped a lot. Don't from everything I've seen. I honestly don't see how he's not going to be a better player than Debrinkat. I, I would say Montreal probably got the steal of the first draft with that kid that late. And just, just picture Kakaniemi setting that kid up. Or Paling. Yeah, true. Paling's a stud. Oh my goodness. Forgot about him. But like that Kakaniemi is who I think about. And is is he a better passer than Jack Hughes? I don't know, but I, I really don't think they're that much different. So if he's going to be feeding that cough guilt kid in a couple of years, look out. That guy's going to be filling the net. I honestly, from from what I've seen, and I can't say I've watched every single prospect twenty seven times, but I thought he should have gone higher. I, I get it; his size isn't good. I get it; his skating might be questionable. But boy, offensively, that kid's going to be a weapon. Yeah, it was kind of a weird draft, just because the top five went. Like, those five guys nobody really thought would be there after that. So, Doc at three, a lot of people are surprised. But, I mean, I definitely could see it. I've seen him play lots over the last few years. And 6'3", 6'4", centermen don't really grow on trees. So, everyone thought Detroit would probably go Pod Colson or Zegers. But then they took Moritz Zeter from Germany. But here's the thing. People want to rip on the pick and rip on Stevie Y for not moving down a couple spots. He said there's no trades. But... Like, that cider guy is a 6'3 right-handed shot defenseman. Those don't exactly just grow on trees, do they? He's not 6'3. Isn't he, like, 6'5 or 6'6, six, six, I thought? Um, I don't know. He's massive. And, man, he can move. Okay, whatever. We split the difference. Uh, boy, he can move, though. I, sit, I was watching videos from development camp, like, this week already. But also... I mean, I got to watch highlights of him when he's in Germany. Like, he ripped up... Well, he didn't rip up the Dell, but he was on a championship team as an 18-year-old playing massive minutes, like a big role. Rookie of the Year. Which is unheard of. Yeah, Rookie of the Year. And the the Dell's a good league. Like, you'll ask... Go look at the type of imports there. You know, it's all ex-NHLers on those top teams. And, like, quality ex-NHLers. Like, guys who have put in 5 to 10 years in the show playing over there. And this kid's up there with the best. It's it's a league that's very similar now to the SHL, to the even the KHL, honestly. You know, middle of the pack to bottom KHL. I think your Dell's got a higher end import quality for sure. So I think it's a good pick, honestly. If Stevie Wise, I mean, what they say is he's gone over there, he's watched this kid multiple times. He's he might have been scudding with Tampa, obviously, but if you like the kid, you want him, go for it. Like, he's working off Tampa's list that he would have had, I guess, and then Detroit's list, too, that they would have put together. So, 
obviously he knows where teams have him slotted. I I heard uh Vancouver really liked him too, so there's that. So that was kind of the first surprise, but if you're going to take him, take him. I think it's a surprise more or less because no one knew of him. No one's talking about him. He's not Jack Hughes. Like if he's playing in the CHL and put up 40 or 50 points, people would be happy with the pick, right? Exactly. I mean, and guys are going to cry about it. They're like, oh, he plays in Germany. It's like, all right, he'll kick rocks. I mean, watch the league for a day. You'll be shocked to see. So, I, I mean, I think the kid's going to be good. As you said, how often do those come around? And you, you can't really trade for him nowadays. It's so hard to trade for a defenseman like that because it's costly, and especially for a young guy with that much potential. Not going to happen. Yeah. Um, seven and eight kind of went as we expected with uh, Cozins and Broberg. Broberg, I mean, Edmonton needs forward depth, obviously, but it seemed like Broberg, and I mean, a 6-3 defenseman with skill, and everybody's like, oh, look at the Oilers' left side. They got Nurse, Clefbaum, Sekera, Jones, Samarukov, Lagason, all these guys, but like, I think we know what those guys are at this point. This guy, this Broberg guy is supposed to kind of blossom into a top two defenseman, and those guys are, are barely like number fours. I, I agree with that, but also... I wanted Zegers, though. Yeah, I I got two thoughts on the Oilers pick. One is, who are you trying to build a team around? Are you trying to build a team around Darnell Nurse? Or are you trying to build a team around Connor McDavid? Because I think your best bet's to build around McDavid. Get that guy some people who can score. Like, it's, it's really not rocket science here. You need better forwards on the Oilers. Because, honestly, it's, half the time it looks like Dreisaitl can't keep up with them. So why not go for a high-end, skilled, talented, elite-level forward? Especially because, knock on wood, the Oilers aren't in a top-10 drafting spot next year. This could be their last chance. If they end up being an almost playoff team or a playoff team next year, they're going to fall way off the wagon. And then you're getting a, what, 15 to 20 pick? Maybe even worse? So, is is a D-man really what you needed in that spot? Or would you rather have had a, you know, a young player who maybe turns into a, a superstar forward who can play with McDavid on that top line? Yeah. Um, T- questionable there. And also on Broberg, um, son of a God, I lost my tra- train of Most handsome dude in the draft. Yeah. Holy shit. That kid's hair. When he walked up there, yikes. Yeah. Everyone was staring at him. Yeah. The, the thing with the Oilers, and I guess they're a prime example of it, is that you can always trade a forward for a or a defenseman for a forward. You can't really trade a a forward for a defenseman. Like you're always getting lesser value. Like they traded MVP for second pairing defenseman. So, I mean, if there's a logjam, they can trade one, and I'm sure there'll be suitors. Um, so Anaheim got Zegers, and then no, 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 no. I'm back on my Oilers. I remember what I'm just gonna say. Oh, okay. Okay. So for the Oilers, they drafted D-Man, Yippie whatever. They got a lot of defensive prospects, don't they? I mean, they, they've kind of stacked up on D-Man in the past. Like, you know, they're they're all high on Jones, Bear, Bouchard, Bouchard like... Samarukov. How many top four D-Men can you have? I, like, I know that a lot of them aren't actually going to become top four D-Men, but why keep swinging there? Why not? Let, let's trust these guys. Let's develop these guys and build around McDavid. But, I mean, 
you know my thoughts on that already. Move on. Uh, yeah, continue. Vancouver with with uh, Pod Colson was kind of not the first surprise and the shittiest I mean, highlight video that TSN yeah, has ever put together. Well, Sportsnet. So instead Same of thing, him scoring sorry, goals, it's it's him like getting falling into the boards or something, and then winning a ceremonial faceoff in Alberta. So that was strange. But the pick, a lot of people seem to like and the a headbutt like, and a headbutt. Yeah, the headbutt was in there too, but. The pick itself, I mean, he's got two years left in the KHL. He probably wasn't going to play in the NHL for two years. Vancouver seems to do a less than ideal job with their farm system, which is in upstate New York, which, one, doesn't make sense for Vancouver, and two, they don't really do a good job developing there. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Pod Colson, Pod Colson pick I, I quite liked. What about you? I don't know shit about this kid. I'm not, I'm, I'm... He played at the World Juniors. Yeah, like I honestly, and that that's what makes it even worse is I didn't recognize the guy. Like I, I know the name, obviously I, I've seen him play, but like he didn't jump out at me. He's not a guy who I'm like. Well, I can't remember. It was one of these experts on a show or a podcast that I was listening to. That's like they thought Chicago was going to take him at three, and I was like, what? Like this guy had like three assists in fifteen VHL games. At the World Juniors, he did nothing but, you know, well, nothing to gauge my attention, especially in the big games that I watched Russia play. So, sure, he can win a face-off. He plays with, everyone's like, oh, but he plays with so much grit and heart. Okay, I'm sure 90% of the top draft picks you can actually say that about. So, what makes him that much different? I think he's still got a lot to prove before, for me personally, I'm sold on it. I don't really don't see it, a Russian forward working out well in Vancouver, especially with the type of forwards they're building around. So, prove me wrong, I guess. I mean, hey, good for the kid. He goes 10th overall, but is that really... Is, is he really going to pan out to be a 10th overall pick, or is he going to be the next Yakupov? Well, that's why he's the wild card, right? Because they said that they could see him go number three, but they could also see him go number 15. So, we'll see with that. Um Arizona had the only trade of the first round. They traded up, like they traded a second round pick to move up three spots and all the power to them to go out and get their guy. But I mean, it's not like they were trading up to get, I mean, Matthew Boldy or Cole Caulfield or whatever. They were trading up to get a guy who was ranked to go in like the late teens. So they waste kind of wasted a second, but all the power to John Chaika for getting his guy. Um, I want to talk about the goalie because goalies don't really go in the first round and there's kind of been a bad tracker, uh, track record, i.e. Malcolm Subban was a first. Um, Jake Ottinger was a first and hasn't really done anything. But Spencer Knight, I mean, they say he's the best goalie prospect since like Carey Price, whatever, 13 years ago. I have not heard that once. I've seen it a couple times. Wow, really? Okay. You know, the the more I actually watched of them, the more I actually talked to a couple of scouts and like, you know, guys I know in the hockey world that scout for college teams, a lot of people do speak pretty highly of them. But the worst, the worst thing I heard, the worst comparison that still makes me cringe being, you know, following the flames a lot is people are comparing them to a smaller John Gillies. I don't like that. I don't like that just for how John Gillies has panned out. I know their skill set's a lot different, but y- you've seen him enough. Like, is that a fair comparison? That That's come from someone who scouts in the Hockey East. 
Yeah. Um, his numbers weren't like ideal. Like it was like a nine Oh two save percentage at the U 18s and stuff like that. So they weren't great, but he's six, three and won all the combine stuff. So that's impressive as a 10 D because it's not like it's hard to get motivated to do that, but you, you really don't need those same athletic attributes that defensemen and forwards do as a 10 D ask yeah. Connor Ingram. But, I mean, for Florida, they don't really have anybody after Luongo. They have Samuel Montembeau, who I'm not sold on. So, they definitely needed a guy here, though, right? Don't they have Harry Sateri? Well, not saying he's, not saying they, he's like, the they answer. They need like, a, a guy who's the answer, and this guy obviously projects to that. Um, that's pretty much it for the first round. Like, we can get into the trades, I guess, now. No, no, no. What's, what's your thoughts on Caulfield? How long before you think he gets into the league? Obviously, he's going to college. But like if he has a two year years of college, college. like to yeah, bring him back for two years and he had like 50 and 60 goals. Yeah, I'm sure Erie was also paying him an American League salary. So, yeah, um, I think Caulfield, like go to college, play the college game, dominate the world juniors, come back. Maybe he gets close, but I don't I don't I'd say two years and then he can like because what's the point of playing two years and going and scoring 11 goals for Montreal? Like, if you want to play or play a year, then go score 11 goals. Like, play two and then go score 25. I'd agree. No, I think that's totally fair. I don't I don't think that Montreal has any need to rush a prospect in. And, and I don't think that they're in a need of, we need forwards this bad, that we should be putting an 18-year-old. Because he, he can't play a bottom six role in the NHL. No. So there's no point in putting an 18-year-old on your second line and trying to have them like Jesse Pugliarvi. And they still have some stuff to figure out there because I know they have all these small forwards like Deneau, Byron, Gallagher, Druin. All these guys are small. So, I mean, in one or two years, you maybe decide like, okay, like this Caulfield guy is going to be an actual player. Maybe we move on from a, a Brennan Gallagher or something like that because you can have a couple of them. But, I mean, St. Louis... And uh, Patrick Maroon got himself quite a bit of money this offseason just by playing like that in the playoffs. So we'll have to see with that. Makes sense. Was there any steals in like the second or third round that you were like, damn, like that's a good grab late? Well, actually, like I'll go back to it. I really liked Edmonton's pick at 38 with Lavoie. Like the, I thought he was going to go 15 to 20 range, which seemed like it makes sense. And especially after his playoffs in World Junior or uh, Mem Cup, where he's pretty much a goal a game. 6-4 winger, but there's a questions about his IQ or defensive game, whatever. But, I mean, a 6-4 winger with that type of scoring ability at 38 is pretty good, wouldn't you say? Yeah, oh, I think he was a great player, too. He really impressed me. Um, Speaking of kind of Cal- like... Uh, Kaliev or whatever his name that's is. That's what I was just going to bring up. I yeah. was going to bring up. I was like, what What have you heard on him? Because all I've been hearing is everyone's just MFing him. I mean, like, you know, it's it's a damn shame that kids at that age already have a reputation of having a bad attitude, being a bad dressing room guy, being lazy. But like, what what have you heard on him? Because all I remember him from is the world juniors where, man, he ripped it up. Did he play world juniors? Pretty sure for the Americans, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. I, um, I don't recall him, but yeah, I've heard nothing good about him. I heard he might've been the second best score in the draft behind Caulfield, but he, uh, like, Lazy, bad dressing room guy, bad work ethic, terrible defensive game, bad attitude. Like, 
basically everything you don't want to hear about a guy is pretty much what you heard. And maybe that's immaturity. But what I was kind of saying the other day is like, okay, these guys can have bad attitudes and whatever. And they'll have a bad attitude until they realize I'm pretty close to going to work for nine hours a day instead of going to work for like three. Right. So the changes perspective pretty quick. We'll see. I mean, it's a boomer bust pick for LA pretty much. Shoot. I was thinking Halenka for him. Yeah. Cause Halenka. he was, he was on that American squad. That's, that's, that's my bad there. But yeah, like dude, he's got talent. I mean, you don't just have two... 51 and 51. Yeah. It's basically two points per game in the O, which is stupid. By the way, also sick. He's born in Uzbekistan. What a place. How about I, I was right on Sogard, though? You were, I know. And I'm still I'm still up in the air about that. Like, yeah, he's got a ton of potential. Second round seems a little high. The Senators did some weird, weird stuff with the draft, though, right? Like, they took Lassie Thompson from Kelowna, who I had going in the first round, but at, like, 30 or whatever. So they take him at 17, and then they took a guy from the USHL at 32. And then so good at 36. So those are some. And then even last year in the first round, they took that Bernard Bernard Docker guy who's from the AJ. He's going to be good, though. Yeah. He's a smooth skater, I think. I know that's a weird pick, but getting to watch him play, he's he does he's not Kale McCarr, obviously, but he's got some similarities in the sense of he just motors around the ice. It's stupid. Yeah, so those are my kind of... There's a couple like weird ones though, right? Like I saw um a couple Western League guys. Remember that Josh Williams from the U eighteen? He's supposed to be a first round pick. He didn't even get drafted. I do not know him. He got traded from Medicine Hat to Edmonton. After the U eighteen, he's supposed to be a first round pick, didn't get drafted. Jake Lee off Seattle was like a third or fourth round player, didn't get drafted, so kinda weird, but you want to get into the trades? No no no. One more thing on the draft. How cool is it to see all of Alex Newhook's buddies thereafter? If that's not the feel-good moment of the draft, I don't know what is. Like, man, that, that's going to be such a cool feeling, especially for a guy like that. He kind of stuck to his guns. He's like, you know what? I'm going to play junior A. I'm going to go college after. Like, just stick into the route. Maybe not the prettiest. I'm sure, you know, probably got chirped a lot. But it's kind of like a similar to Tyson Jost, but I thought it was cool to see that little celebration after. I mean, his buddies were pumped. It's That's obviously cool. Yeah, that was probably the moment of the draft there. Uh, the other one that we saw was the Zegers and Turcotte, their best friends or whatever, and they got drafted to the Kings and the Ducks or whatever. So they're on the, the rivalry side now. Yeah, it happens. How stupid is that U.S. development program? They're like, how many kids did they have? Nuts. I, yeah, I was like 17 or 18. Hockey Canada, I mean, I can't talk bad about them, but secretly, what a joke. How have we not figured out that that is the way to go? Put together an under-18 team and let them play in the OHL. Who cares? Man, they've got so much. I mean, they're doing so much right for those kids. How many games do they play? Like, they play a stupid amount of games. They're playing good for the like the under-18s, the Holenka. Like, stuff that your your Craig Buttons actually put weight on. So why can't Canada do that? I It honestly doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't think it's ever going to happen either, so. Stupid. Stupid. That's my last thoughts on that. Uh, moving along, though. Let's uh, let's talk, break down some of those trades that happened. Um, So, Tampa Bay 
need some salary cap space to sign Braden Point and then Vashlevsky in the future. So they traded JT Miller for a first-round pick. That's conditionally if Vancouver makes the playoffs this year, it's a first. But if they don't, then it slides to next year. What the hell are the Canucks doing with that? I thought that was weird. I'm thinking, isn't is JT Miller the one who protested with like like the Cam or not Cam Newton, the NFLer, the big Afro? No, dude. no, no, no. That was JT Brown, I think. Ah, damn. Yeah. It's no, JT Miller. Like, he's a fine player. I mean, he's a, I'd say middle six forward. Like, could play on your second line or third line. But why are you helping out Tampa? Couldn't you have done it for like? two seconds or something like that or like a second and a third like Tampa needs to dump his salary he had a bad year last year I think he only had like 13 goals and like less than 40 points and then Vancouver's like oh we're trying to rebuild but then they trade away a first round pick that could be if the a lottery pick in two years yeah I don't know what Vancouver's actually thinking like how good they're gonna be next year but something something's up there why would you give a first for a guy who is questionable to play in your top six. And he's going to get traded anyways. Doesn't make any sense, especially for a young team like Vancouver. That's that's a questionable GM move where, man, if this guy fails, like you're just black and white. Like You sucked at your job. That was horrible. Yeah, I think, I think Jim Benning's kind of on his last desperation moves, which never really seems to work out, if right? If JT so, Miller's your last desperation move, it, it very well should just be your last move in general. Um, Okay, before I, before I even... I thought they should have done it for Tyson Berry. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that's a lot more reasonable. He, he can bring in a stud, but I don't think if I don't think that return, or that first and other picks are going to get you Tyson Berry. Okay, how about that Shifley ripping a clap bomb on the kid? One, how funny was that video? It's always cool to see, like, just players, NHL players with kids, man, they love it. But also, how stupid are people that are going, he's going to hurt someone out there if he's doing that. Oh, my goodness, that that just pissed me off so much. Hey, he plays in the National Hockey League. I think he knows how to aim a shot. No kidding. And it's like, he's not going to let a full clapper go if he's got, like, the slightest risk of hitting this kid. Like, he knows where he's going to put it. He knows that, like, I guarantee you he didn't put all of his weight into it. He's just like, oh, I'm just going to shoot it hard on this kid. Because it, it's, I think it's cool for the kid. Like, put yourself in his shoes. You're like, damn, okay, sure. Shifley scored on me. That was crazy. See how fast he shot? It's all these stupid heroes on Twitter. Oh, man. Can't stand them. Yeah, I saw that. What it is. Okay, continue with the whole trades. Um. Yeah, so the JT Miller one was a better trade for Tampa probably than Vancouver. The next one is P.K. Subban to the Devils. For two seconds, uh, Steve Santini and a prospect who's going into his senior year. The big thing about this, I don't think Nashville really cared as much what the return was. They got a couple picks and borderline defenseman and Santini. They just wanted to get rid of his salary so they could sign Matt Duchesne, wouldn't you say? I'd agree. I think that's the writing's on the wall there. Everything lines up other than the fact that why would Matt Duchesne want to go to an aging team that's never performed to their highest in the playoffs except for one year where they got waxed by Pittsburgh in the finals? When you could go to a team like Colorado, they got a lot of young talent. Why wouldn't you want Nathan McKinnon buzzing around out there with you? 
a lot of young talent. You got Kale McCarr, you got Jost. Like, it makes you think, does he want to win or does he want to sit comfortably? Well, I mean, Nashville, I think their thought is, okay, clear out all... Their window's closed. Their window's closed. Yeah, I don't, I'd say closing. I don't... Maybe, like, one or two years, like... Whatever system they had, it wasn't working. Like, their power play stunk. Subban, he's on the wrong side of his game, right? Like, everybody looks at him and Weber and they say, oh, well, Weber's the older player, but I think Subban's game ages worse because it's all agility, quick feet, do the flash and dash, which works when you're 25, but not when you're 35, where Weber is more so just keep it simple, make a good pass, take a hard shot, make a hit. So... They're going to age the same is kind of what I've been saying all along. So Nashville, they want to do something different. Um, they still have three really good defensemen who, and I think they think Dante Fabro can play the four. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you despise PK Subban? I think his personality is good for the game in a way, but I think he's more focused. Like, I don't really want to say this. Like he's the most polarizing player in the NHL because of all his Instagram posts and all his like fashion posts and all his hats and suits and all that, which is good for the game, but he's going to be in New York City, probably in a penthouse playing for the Devils. That did not answer my question. I said well, 1 I, to 10. I don't hate him. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't hate him. I just think that his act gets a little old. And at this point, I don't know if you'd really want him on your team for 9 million, maybe 5 or 6, but not 9. I'd agree with that. No, I'm I'm totally in the same boat where it's not like I'm I like old fashioned players, but I like guys who just go to work and get it done. That's why I like aside from Crosby when he went through his little diving face and complaining with the refs phase, I just like how he, he goes to work, he puts his work boots on, he gets it done. He doesn't have to be flashy and stupid in the media. That's that's what I really can appreciate about him, whereas yeah, it's it's always good for players to show their emotions, show their personalities. Do I really care about that? No, I'm not a diehard fan, so it's it's tough for me to put myself in those shoes. But uh, hey, we did. I don't know if we talked about. Did we talk about the Kevin Hayes signing? Um, What's your thoughts there? A little bit of an overpay, maybe just a, a quick thought. Yeah, a little bit of an overpay it was awful for Winnipeg. It's weird how we went to the Flyers, given. What he knows about Alain Vigneault and Michelle Therrien, but they're going to give him 50 mil. I think that you'd go anywhere for 50 mil if you're him. So weird signing, too much money in term, but that's kind of the way the league seems to be going just with you overpay guys for maybe one or two good years of a deal in hopes that you win a cup or something. Was there any other big trades that uh, really happened? Calvin DeHaan got traded from... Carolina to Chicago, who's just going to acquire every defenseman until they they can kind of find the best six available, I guess. But that was more of a minor one. Like, Carolina's trying to shed some room for Ajo. Did you hear the contract they offered Ajo today, apparently? I've seen your tweet. Six million? That's kind Eight of a years fair. at six. That's like three or four million too short. Yeah, it's it's such a Carolina thing, though. Like... What, they, they weren't trying to pay their scouts phone bills? Jeez. If I'm a team, I'm going to go offer sheet him for $9 million. Eight years at $9 million? Eight yeah. years at nine? Yeah. Why not? Like, I mean, I'd rather him at nine than Subban at nine. 
Yeah, no shit there. Okay, no, it makes sense. Like, I, I totally agree. I, I think set. Oh, I don't even know. I think seven's still low. I, eight, nine. Yeah, I guess you're right. Honestly, like, the more I think about it, like, man, he's a stud. But yet again, I think he's, he seems like a smart kid. He's got a head on his shoulders. I don't know if he's going to take eight years, but if he takes a little bit less, he knows that it means he's going to get better line mates. Yeah. One thing I've heard, I mean, we, we could be breaking news on here. I'll, I'll quote tweet myself later if I'm right, but it sounds like Pugliarvi has his uh, mindset on Carolina. So there you go. Let's see. That's, uh, that's, that's an inside source is he wants to get back to play with Ajo. So, I mean, they, they, they ripped it up at the World Juniors, right? I, I honestly, I just remember that they won gold. I, I don't remember them individual performances, but everyone says that they're they're pretty close. Yeah, I guess moving on to the free agents here, unrestricted kind. We won't talk about RFA because everyone's sick of it and it doesn't matter. Um, We'll just do this kind of quickly. We'll go, I'll list the top 12 here from Sportsnet, and we can say we'll, where they'll go. No, 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 just, just give me your, your top forward, your top D-man, your top goalie. This is not the most obvious thing. It's Panarin as a forward, Bobrovsky as a goalie, and then, I don't know, like Jake Gardner as a D-man? I got other thoughts. I, I think Robin Leonard is the most interesting goaltender. Because who's going to overpay for him? You know, I honestly, I don't think he's going back to the Islanders because Lou Lamorell is not going to... Why, Why would he? he? Oh, I don't know. Carolina kind of sucks. They do that weird thing after the games. It's not really a hockey market. Who knows if they're even going to be good next year? Well, I mean, who knows if the Islanders will be good? If they're offering Ajo $6 million, he might see two sheets there. Yeah, that's true. Colorado's got cap space. Colorado's got oh. room. Why would oh, they, they not make a push for him? Farlamov well, Grubauer, out? Though. Grubauer and Leonard's your mm. as your one too? I think they'll go lower than that. Like the if anything, I think they're gonna take a run at Panarin. Man, I I like Panarin, but I don't love him as a player. Yeah, I like him, but not for like eleven or ten million or whatever. I'd give him like seven or eight, but not yeah, like I'm taking Aho over him. I'm taking Barkov over him, even in playoffs. I mean, he really never knocked my socks off. I like him at whatever he's going to get more than what Kevin Hayes got for sure. But <laughs> yeah, no shit. Panarin seems like him and Bobrovsky are Florida bound. Bobrovsky posted that he had a flight to New York today, so he's probably meeting with the Islanders, seeing what Lou has to offer him. Probably three million a year for two years, so can't see him signing that. Um. You see, there were rumors that Jake or Tyler Myers was looking for like eight million. I didn't see that. He was talking with Vancouver, though. Yeah, I saw he's talking with Vancouver. So he played for Kelowna. Um, he has a house in Kelowna, like pretty much every other yeah, like NHL player. Thirty-five percent Western Canada. Yeah. Um, like what would you give him? I don't think I'd give him more than like five and a half. Five and a half, really? What was his offensive production last year? Because when I think of him, I just think of a good shutdown guy. Where you could probably get a guy like that that fills the exact same role for three million or less. Well, I mean, Luke Shen, like, I know he is what he is, but I'd rather him at like one two than Tyler Myers at eight. You know who I'm thinking for defense? Who I've got an eye on? Carl Gunnarsson. He's a little bit older, but what a playoffs he had with St. Louis. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. And if doing. teams aren't looking at that as like. 
man, this guy was Mr. Reliable for him too. Like that, that whole St. Louis D squad obviously played like, you know, the, the playoffs of their lives, but boy, I don't know. What is he making? Like three, 4 million. Yeah. I don't know. Like nobody even knew he was there. He could probably get a payday if he wants, if he wants to get a payday, he can, man, scored the OT winner. That's sick enough as is. Ka-ching an extra million on your next deal. Yeah. I don't know. Free agency is kind of stupid because what was the, honestly though, when was the last time somebody signed longer than like a three-year deal where you go, oh yeah, okay, the team's happy with that deal. Like, I don't know if it's ever happened. It's always like a one or two-year show-me contract PTO that seems that teams seem to like get good value out of. Never like a, a three or four-year deal. Yeah, I, I honestly... I don't like free agency. I liked, I used to like it, but now it's like, okay, like everyone just kind of waits. It's like trade deadline. Everyone hypes it up so much, nothing happens. So it's kind of, it's overrated. It's Canada Day. Like, there's a lot better things to do. And then UFA kind of gets surpassed when it turns into, you know, July 4th. And yeah. So what's, what's really the point of everyone's like, oh, you know, July 1st, all these big names are going to sign and, you know, teams are going to be cup contenders. Like, no, come on. We're not signing cup contenders. I don't care if Florida gets Panarin and Bobrovsky. They're probably not getting out of the first round of the playoffs. Let's be realistic here. Well, I mean, we'll have to see what else. Is that pretty much it for the show? Yeah, unless you got anything else. Oh, what what, what would you honor, or offer Mitch Marner? That's That was the last question I got for you. Um, Like, I'd give him... I think he's better than Austin Matthews, but Austin Matthews plays center, so that's an extra, like, two or three million. So I'd give him, like, ten million, but he wouldn't accept it. So I'd say, if you want to go sign for twelve do it and we'll take probably two lottery picks from the team because usually I heard this today usually when a team has cap space and draft picks that probably means that they're not very good but if you're Toronto are you best to let him walk to to a Colorado why wouldn't you I get it he's a generational player no not gen let's pump the brakes on generational he's a hometown kid in Toronto who's a stud they'll they'll never have an well very unlikely they'll ever have another player like him again. Very unlikely. He's a hometown boy. He's a he's a high-end player who, I mean, you're comparing more than Austin Matthews, who's an absolute weapon. So he's going to be one of the best players if they keep him. But why would you spend 12, 13 million on him if someone's going to send him that? Like, man, free up the cap space. Take the draft picks and run. Play, bring in some demon. That's what Toronto needs, especially for Toronto. Like you can't have forty percent of your your cap go to three guys, which is what they're gonna have. I'd agree with that, and I think that's that's where. Then it's it's even like fifty percent if you go to Nylander. Like that's four guys making like thirty eight million. Yeah, the Nylander deal. That that's something else on its own, and I I think Dubis is smart enough. That he wouldn't just go, okay, sure, we'll match a contract offer for $12 million. Anything over ten, I don't think they should touch. With a 200-foot pole. No. no, it's not worth it. Man, what what NHL team... How, how high... Or who was St. Louis's highest-paid player? Like... Like, I don't think a team had a player getting paid higher than eight in the... Who was Washington's highest-paid player? Ovechkin at 9-5. Okay. Aside from Ovechkin. 
But like, cause Netzel's at like seven, eight. Holpe's at six or seven. John Carlson got eight after that's, they that's, won. That's that's your winning range but right like, there. I like that. I think Tarasenko was at like seven. O'Reilly's at six or seven. Shen's at five and a half. Petrangelo's at six or seven. Like, like at Boston, David Pasternak, Marshan, and Bergeron make like eighteen million. And I'll take them over Toronto's starting lineup any day. Yeah, contracts or not, you're still taking them. There you go. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, just got tagged. Some sad news to pass along for you, Adam. The Office getting pulled off Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. That's that's tough day. That's a rough we'll one. We'll end on a sad note. Wow. I am sorry. R.I.P. Michael Scott to the Netflix world. All right. You have a good week. Uh, we're definitely let's uh, we'll definitely pump out an episode after that stupid UFA day. Canada Day, whatever you're celebrating. So, well, we'll wait. We're not going to drop an episode on Sunday. We'll wait, probably chuck one out on that Monday or the Tuesday and just give you guys some new content. And then in the summer, tons of interviews coming. We had some gold interviews. So, but yeah, I mean, what a sad note. I'm sorry to, to chuck the yeah. office falling off the. I don't even know what. Am I going to sleep for the next? I probably can't even sleep until they put it back on. Someone's got to pirate that and put it on YouTube. It's not off till like 2021, so we got some time, but there's that. All right, let's get out of here. See you later. Peace out.